Hey, Mount Clear family. Great to be with you. And uh, we just want to send you our love and encourage you through this season that we're all living through. Um, we are really praying for you guys. Mel and Andrew are amongst our closest friends on this planet. And we love them so, so much. And we really are encouraged by what we hear is going on in your church family and all that God's doing in you and through you. And we just want to say, well done. You guys are an amazing example of what the Father's love looks like. And you've got um, pastors in Andrew and Mel who represent Daddy so well, don't they? You are blessed to have them as your pastors. And we, we celebrate them. We honour them here today. And um, we are overjoyed by what God will do in this season to turn things around for such an amazing um, display of His glory. And we're going to hear testimonies from you guys and from our church family as well as to what God is doing in this season. So we love you and uh, look forward to being in person with you when the time happens again. So I'm going to handball it to Kaz. And guys, yeah, we're just really excited because we know that you guys have been really looking after each other yeah. and we've heard just some amazing testimonies of what you guys are doing and we just want to really encourage you to keep, you know, staying connected, you know, hop on um, on all the meetings that, you know, and I know Andrew's working extremely hard, yeah, well providing lots of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, take advantage of this time. We, I, I just pray that during this time you actually really grow in your encounters with God and just spending time with family and now that, you know, the the, the restrictions have lifted a little bit, get together, yeah? Call yeah. three or four people over. Start doing life together. And yeah, we look forward to catching up with you guys soon. The moment this is over, we're coming down. So yeah, have a wonderful week. Love you guys. Bye. See ya. Good morning, Mount Clear family. It is so good to be with you this morning. It is so good to do life together, isn't it, Andrew? Amen. Totally. It is, um, it is great to be with you, great to be in your lounge rooms, your living areas, your bedrooms, wherever it is that you're watching this morning. We welcome you and we are sending a whole stack of love and prayers your way continually in Jesus' name. Amen. So I've been listening to a phenomenal song and I'm sure a lot of you already know it and have already been listening to it. But I kind of just caught it the last few weeks. It must have been the busyness of homeschooling. So it's called The Blessing. And it's a phenomenal song. There is quite a few different versions of it, I believe. So we have listened to a couple. And I have just been playing that song and playing that song and playing that song. It is just an incredible declaration over your own life, over your family's life. I know that I've been praying it for your lives. So can I share some of it with you this morning? I want to pray a blessing over you this morning. The Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. May his favour be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children. May his presence go before you and behind you and beside you, all around you and within you. He is with you. Amen. He is with you. In the morning, in the evenings, in your comings and your goings, in your weeping and rejoicing, he is for you. He is for you. How good is this? 
He is for you. He is for you. He is for us. He is for you. He is for you in Jesus' name. Amen. I can't how believe good you is that. that song? I can't believe you don't know it off by heart. That's how often she plays it. <laughs> I love it. I'm really loving it. You should definitely have a listen. So how do you feel today? What is um, happening in the world around you? What's happening in your life this morning? How are your relationships? How are your finances? How's your emotional health? Good questions. How's, um, how's your work life? How, is, how are your children? How is homeschooling going? Because he is for you. And he is for you because he loves you. He yeah. is for us because he loves us. How good is that? Amen. Can I read to you from Romans 8.31? It says, What then? shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who could be against us? And the Passion Translation says, so what does all this mean? If God has determined to stand with us, tell me who then could ever stand against us? Wow, what a scripture. So he is for you. He is not against you. Um, God is not fighting against you. God is not cursing your relationships. God is not causing you to struggle financially. Yeah. He is not bringing ill health into your life because God is for you. Being isolated at home at the moment, only being able to go out for certain things, that's that's not God. He's actually for you, not against you. Yeah, he is for you. So he's on your side. Amen. Praise God that the creator of heaven the earth, heaven and earth, our incredible savior, the God who loves us, who's with us, and he's for us. He is for you. He is for your life. He's for your relationships. He's for your finances. He's for us. Yeah. yeah? Amen. So what does that mean to you, Andrew? When I say he's for you, he's on your side, what yeah. does that say to you? See, for me, Church, I think it's a really simple, simple answer to that question. You know, even in the situation that we find ourselves in today, it's it's not God's fault. <laughs> the fact that we're stuck indoors is not God's fault. If I'm going through something in my physical body, it means that he's there for me all the time. Mm. And it's not his fault because I know that he's for me, not against me. If yeah, I've got right. issues, in um, mental issues, you know, the way that I think, the way that I, I'm processing things, that's not his fault. I know that he's there with me in that while I'm working through that. He's, he's yeah, for me, right. he's, he's really not against good. me, you know. Yeah, uh, even when it comes to our identity, when we're struggling, you know, trying to discover who we are, you know, that that's not his fault. He actually gives us an identity. He, mm -hmm. he tells us that we're sons and daughters of the living God. Yeah, you know, he so restores good. those things because he's for me, not against me, because he loves me. Yeah, it's brilliant. Great <laughs> stuff. I was actually thinking about all of this because Mel really has been playing this song quite a bit at home. And the, the fact that he's for us because of his enormous, the magnitude of his love for us. Oh, I think it's worth having a look at John chapter 13. And we want to go through that a little bit with you today in the time that we have yeah. together. And verses, I'm saying one to seven or something like that. It depends if we get through. But it's a, it's a wonderful passage of scripture that just shows how much God loves us. And yeah. it actually shows us that he is so, so for us. Mm, like you can on. come out with no other possible you know, answer than other, other than the fact and the truth that he's for us and not against us. Yeah, so right. if we read that, 
Because he's totally, yeah, he's totally on our side. It reads from verse one before the Passover celebration. Jesus knew that he had his that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his Father. He'd loved his disciples during his ministry on earth, and now I love this bit. He loved them to the very end. Yeah, I love yeah? that. It was time for supper, and the devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything and that he had come from God and would return to God. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that he had around him. When Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you don't understand now what I'm going to do, but someday you will. No, Peter protested, you'll never ever wash my feet. And Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. Wow. Simon Peter ex- explained, "These uh, then wash my hands and head as well, Lord, not just my feet. Mm. <laughs> I, I get so caught up sometimes in the story. Uh, I, I love this because this is the last night of Jesus's earthly ministry. This is it. Yeah, there, there, there is no more coming after this point. Mm. And what a night it would have been. You know, he, he prayed. His great priestly prayer, you know, with with the disciples, he prayed that. He taught his disciples awesome truths. They observed the Passover meal that that had come down in the generations, you know. And then, then after all of that, then he's he's betrayed into the hands of his enemies, you know. And, and this is, I think, how we know how much he loves us. And this is how I know that that he's for us. Because through all of this, while all of that was happening, Jesus actually knows that in the morning, yeah, in the morning, he's going to Calvary to die on a cross. He's God. He actually knows what's coming, you know, um, and he's going to die on the cross for the sin of all humanity, yeah. Because the whole idea of the cross is to restore relationship, restore identity, and had to deal with our issue of sin. There had to be the shedding of blood. And knowing that was coming, he still stays with the disciples. Yeah, wow. He still stays and has supper. He still stays there with him. It's, it's, it's really illogical what he does mm. because the cup that he's about to drink is so, so bitter. Mm. You know, and, and before he begins, you know, the events of that evening, before they come to the table to eat their last meal together, Jesus takes time to teach his disciples a lesson in love. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, that song, that song's all about mm. trying to teach us a lesson in love that God is for us. Yeah. You know, and, and that still speaks to us today in these verses. Jesus reveals his heart and, and his mission. He actually proves to them that. Hey, I didn't come to be served, but I came to serve. You know, Mark 10, 45 reads, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others, and to give his life as a ransom for many. So this is what love looks like. Mm. You know, love looks like what was happening at the Last Supper. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah? I guess he's saying, you know, I'm here for you. This is what it looks like. And when Jesus did this in showing us that he was a servant, to creation you know, he, he is the God man serving mankind you and I those that he's actually created Jesus showed us what it actually looks like to love others yeah 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 even loving them to the end mm-hmm. he didn't stop he didn't fall short he didn't give up he actually got 
all the way through to the end and he kept on loving them. Yeah. Bring it. John 13, um, uh, verse 1 says, Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to the Father. He loved his disciples during his ministry on earth and now he loved them to the very end. Yeah, I love that part so much. He loved them to the very end. That's just phenomenal. You know, so an expression of Jesus' love was to wash his disciples' feet. You know, here we have the God man and um, he's not wanting to be high and mighty. He's not wanting other people to come and serve him or bow down before him, but he's actually there expressing his love through service. And I think that's why we're talking about serving being so important as a Christian, not because it's a religious act, but our service is an expression of our love for God, serving others, showing kindness to others, blessing others, being there for others, humbling ourselves and meeting the needs of other people is just an expression of the heart of God and our love for God and our love for our brothers and sisters. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that verse, that verse, it tells us that Jesus knows he's nearing the end of his earthly life. Mm. He knows that he's about to go to the cross and he's, a, he's about to suffer for sin. Yeah, that's why he's going to the cross. He knows the end is, is really near. Yet though, through it all, his heart is still to overcome with love for his disciples. Yeah. Totally overcome. Mm. You know, he's there for them. He loves them. The Bible says that he loved them to the very end. You know, that means that Jesus loved them perfectly. You know, he loved them unconditionally. He loved them eternally because his love just never ends. It continues. You know, the Bible says that in in that hour of his own trial and tribulation, he still put them first. Yeah. You know, through his own pain. I don't know about you and I, church, but how often when we're going through our own stuff. Yeah, when we're struggling. Yeah, yeah, when we're doing it tough. That we start throwing our own pity parties. Yeah. You know, and we we break out into song. What about me? You know, I, I want some too, some love, you know. But Jesus didn't do that. He didn't break out into song. He didn't put himself first. He just loved to the very end. Yeah. You know, I, I find that to be an encouragement, a total encouragement. It should be a, an encouragement for anyone that's watching, anyone that's listening. It should be an encouragement for us all, you know. I, I don't know about you, but what do you think, Mel? You know, like the, that that should encourage us, shouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just the fact that God loves us um, to the very end, you know, um, no conditions, no expectations that we have to meet, but that his love is so steadfast, that his love is unshakable, that his love for us just cannot be changed. That is the, the foundation of my whole life. The fact that I have this God who's real and alive and unchanging and loves me so much and is so for me in every moment and every circumstance and every situation I face in my life. My God is for me. That's what keeps me strong. That's what gives me hope. That's what um, refreshes me. That's what ministers to my soul. Just God's steadfast love for us. (laughs) I feel like... Slapping my knee, I preach it. It's a bit like a secret weapon, isn't it? You know, God's our secret weapon. Not that he needs to be a secret. We definitely don't want him to be a secret at all. But, you know, in the AFL, when there's really tough matches going on, 
often they have a secret weapon, yeah? And, and if it's a tough game and it's really close, they need that secret weapon to turn the tide. They need that secret weapon, that best of the best, to actually bring that breakthrough, to bring that victory. Yeah, yeah. If the Bulldogs are doing it tough, they need the bond in there, yeah? <laughs> we love the bond. They need the bond. And, and, and if their secret weapon is out, then that can make the difference between the victory yeah. or the loss. And, um, you know, God's our secret weapon. In life, God is our secret weapon. He's my secret weapon. He is your secret weapon. I was sitting on the, um, on the front porch the other day just listening to this song, The Blessing, and I just had it on my phone. It was a beautiful day. The sun was shining. I was I like, I'm imagine. soaking up the rays while I can because who knows how long we're going to get them for. And I just kept playing this song over and over. It was so beautiful. And Samuel came out and he said to me, Mom, you know, why do you have to sit on the front porch and do that? Can't you do that on the back porch? <laughs> and I kind of thought, no, I'm not ashamed of my God. I'm not ashamed of my secret weapon. You know, I actually know who my secret weapon is. I know who's for yeah, me. I know on. who's with come me. On. I know who's going to bring my victory. In fact, I probably need to do this on the front porch because some of my neighbours might catch a little bit of this secret weapon and yeah. it could change their life. So, um, <laughs> so he is my secret weapon. He is, um, he is for us. He is for our families. He's for our children. Yeah. That's why I love this song so much because it speaks into not just our lives but our children's lives and our children's children's lives. Yeah. It causes me to weep to think of the legacy that we're actually leaving and the faith that we're imparting to, to, to our children. Yeah, yeah? What a beautiful gift. Like There is no greater gift that you can give to your children or your children's children than setting them up for life with a God who's for them, who loves them, yeah. who's with them, because he is going to be their secret weapon that causes them to walk in victory and yeah, hope absolutely. and peace for the rest of their lives. Yeah, absolutely. You see, Jesus loves us with the same kind of love that he actually loved his disciples with the same love yeah. that he loved them that he showed them is the same love that he has that he actually has for us check out what it says in jeremiah chapter 31 verse 3 long ago the lord said to israel i have loved you my people with an everlasting love with unfailing love i've drawn you to myself yeah. and then paul i think grabs that and emphasizes this truth in romans chapter 8 verses 38 and 39 oh, and i am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or on the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is awesome. He is for us, full stop, yeah? yeah? He totally, madly loves us. And regardless, I have to say this, regardless of what happens in your life today, what regardless of what may have happened yesterday, yeah. yeah, whether it's my life or your life, He has loved us perfectly, unconditionally, eternally, with that same awesome agape love, yeah? yeah. A brilliant yeah. God. And verse 2 of of that, that passage, I just need to throw that in this in really quickly. I want to speak to the dads for the for a moment because verse two says it was time for supper, 
And the devil had already prompted Jesus, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. I don't know if you've ever caught this. I have never seen it before. This is the only place in the Bible that they mention Judas's dad, Simon. They actually mention his name and they mention it and they tag it with the fact that Judas had been prompted by the devil and he was going to betray Jesus. So this man's legacy, yeah, his legacy, what he will now be known for over the generations for thousands of years is that he raised his son that was prompted by the devil to betray Jesus. Dads, I want to speak to you. It's up to us to stand. It's up to us, along with our wives, our partners, it's up to us to raise our sons and daughters in the things of God. Yeah. Because if we don't raise them in the things of God, yeah. we are allowing the devil to come in to prompt them. And one day when they walk away from Jesus, when they deny Jesus, when they betray Jesus, we'll wonder where we went wrong. I don't want to be found in the Bible somewhere where it says, Andrew, ba you know, Samuel Battistella, father, Andrew Battistella went on to blah, blah, blah. I don't want that ever to be written about me, a legacy that I've left for my children. And I don't think we need to think just of our children, but our children's children. The yeah, song The Blessing on. talks about our children, our children's children, and our children's children's children. Yeah, We've got to yeah. think about right down the line what we're leaving for our children. So yes. dads, stand. We're in an yes. era where I love it. My wife, she's she is such a godly influence in our family. But the era that we're in is where mums take their children to church. Most of the godly teaching that happens in homes happens through women. It just It's just the era that we're in. Dads, that's not a bad thing. But you and I, we need to stand and make a difference yeah. so we don't find our name written like Simon Iscariot's name. Amen? Yeah, it's so good. Let's get, let's get back on track onto the good Love stuff. Love that. You know, um, I, I, I guess... Some of you might be thinking, you know, that could be a little bit harsh. Um, I don't think it is. I just want to say John 10.10 10 says the enemy comes to steal, yeah, to kill and to destroy. So men, let's stand. Verse 3 of what we're looking at in John chapter 13. Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything and that he had come from God and would return to God. This verse for me speaks of the life of Jesus. Totally, totally captures the life of Jesus. When he came into this world, he came as one sent from God to live a sinless life and to become sin for fallen men. 2 Corinthians 5.21 clearly states, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That just shows you how much is for him, for you, how much is for me, how much is for us, that he would become sin for us. If he wasn't for us, he would have run. He would have, he would have gone the opposite way. But instead, the size of his love allowed him to say, yes, Dad, I will become sin for them so that they might become righteous. Wow. You know, this is a, a phenomenal passage of Scripture for you and I to get a hold of. Jesus had one purpose when he came to the world. One purpose. Yeah. And, and that was to restore what was lost. And what was lost? Our relationship with God and our identity. We'd lost the fact that we were children of God. And the only way to deal with that was to deal with our sin. And so he died on the cross. He shed his blood. The sin issue was dealt with. We now know our identity as children of God. We are now welcomed back into the family of God. We know that God is totally, totally for us. And we have a relationship with the Father in heaven. Just brilliant stuff. Amen. He is so, so for us. So, so. He so loves us. You know, and what he did, he did for everybody. You know, that death on the cross, 
The cross that we have at Mount Clear Church of Christ is to remind us what he did for every single person that's alive, that was alive yesterday, is alive today, is alive today. He sacrificed himself for each and every one of us. That's how much he loves us. It's The cross is an absolute, indisputable, undeniable proof of his love. You know, Romans 5 says, For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly, For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God showed his love for us in while we were still sinners, Christ died for you and I, for us. You know, you may discount everything else that God has ever done for you and you may write it off as luck or whatever it is that you're going to say that it is, but you will never be able to shrug off the death of Jesus on the cross for you. That is done. That is stated, that's in history, that's for you. He is for you. Yeah? He yeah. is for you. You know, I love the next part. You know, if this doesn't show that God is for us and nothing does, verses 4 and 5 of John 13. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into the basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that he had around him. You know, I can only imagine the amazement, the shock and the horror that would have filled their minds and their faces as the Lord washed their dirty feet. That was a job that was left only for slaves. There would be a slave nearby that would come and wash their feet as they walked into the homes of the day. I don't know about any of you, for some of you that have been involved or had faith for some time, you know, within churches, etc., you may have had moments where a church has set things up where you've had to wash somebody's feet. I don't know if you've ever done that. I've done that a couple of times and there is nothing more humbling than washing someone's feet. There is nothing more humbling than having someone else wash your feet. There's just something about it that's raw. There's something about it that that totally takes away Oh, all masks. Yeah, you are there. You are vulnerable. Yeah. And here's Jesus washing yeah. the disciples' feet before he goes to die on a cross. Mm. That, that is how much he's for us. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's how much he's for. It's it's amazing. And he washes all their feet, and then he washes the feet of Judas. <laughs> um, he washes the feet of Judas that he knows is about to betray him. Yeah. You know, he's God. He knows Judas's heart. He knows his heart. He knows the truth of what he's about to do. He knows his motives. He knows his plan. And he still loves him. You know, he still loves him. God is so for us. That's love, isn't it? That's love. God is so for us. What what an example. Yeah, it's incredible. What an example. Jesus even served Judas as a slave would his master Mm. you know um, his love never fails there's a lesson for us all today you know i think you put it perfectly before love when you said god is our secret weapon Mm. i could i could go on with so much you know even simon peter the next lot of verses and the way peter reacts it is just phenomenal maybe we'll look we'll look at it next week but I, I think we should pray for people. I, I reckon we. I want to. I want to pray for us. I want to pray that we know within our heart of hearts that He's for us. Yeah, I want to pray that we know within our heart of hearts that He loves us. 
You know, God not only forgives us, but he cleanses us. And we see that in Peter. And I think love should lead us in prayer because I'm a little bit undone at the moment. Um, but God is just for you, church. He's for you yeah. and he's not against you. Amen. All right, let's pray. Amen. Put your hands out. Get your hearts ready. Yeah, God's going to deposit something right into your life right now this morning. So be ready, be open-hearted, be ready to receive. We thank you, Father, that you are our God who is for us. We thank you that you are not against us, God. You don't war against us, Father, but you make the declaration. If God is for us, yeah. who can be against us? Come on. So let that truth, God, penetrate so deeply, Father, into just the deepest recesses of our heart, God. May that truth just resonate that you are for us. However we're feeling, God, whatever it is we're journeying through, however our world looks this morning, God, the joy, the heartache, Father, the disappointment, you are for us. So may that truth, God, may that reality, may it rise up within us, God. May it cause hope to bubble up, peace to overflow, God. May it cause just a shaking of the heavenlies, God, that we would see ourselves, God, that we would see our circumstances, God, in your eyes, yeah. God, through your eyes, through a God who is for us, through a God who, who professes and proclaims and declares that he would do abundantly more than we can hope, dream and imagine. So we say yes to that, Lord, in Jesus' name. We say yes to everything that you have, everything that you want to do. We say yes to every promise. We Amen. say yes to abundance. We say yes to healing. We say yes to relationships flourishing. We say yes to your love, God, that it would comfort us, that yeah. it would strengthen us, God, that we would know that we are not alone for one single second, God, but you are our God who is for us, who walks Amen. with us, who talks with us, who loves on us, who encourages us, God. Bless you, Jesus. So we set our reality and our hearts on your eyes Bless this morning, you, God, and we give you permission to move abundantly in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. He loves you, church. Amen. He's we for you. Family. He's forgiven you. He's yeah. died for you. He's cleansed you. He has made mm. you righteous. Amen.